Welcome to the Inside Aesthetics Podcast. Our mission is to strip away the myths and hype that often surround the aesthetics industry. Inside Aesthetics aims to get to the bottom of the important topics that concern medical and allied health professionals, as well as the consumers themselves. We'll be showcasing the thoughts and experiences of experts in their respective fields. Each podcast will focus on a specialty, including surgery, non-surgical procedures, nutrition, well-being, and business knowledge from the personalities that have helped shape our industry. This podcast and its related publications provide news and general educational information about cosmetic procedures and well-being. It does not promote or endorse any cosmetic procedure, brand, or product. You should seek professional medical assessment before considering any treatment. Merry Christmas, Jake. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> it's but not actually Christmas Day. We're recording this a week before, aren't we? We're, we're transporting ourselves into the future. Yes, but Merry Christmas, everyone. I uh, hope you've all had a good year and new year to come. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to this week, David? Just, oh, it's madness. Everyone wants to look good before Christmas. They want to be hair-free, wrinkle-free. Um, it's just, I don't know, there's lots of Christmas parties and New Year's celebrations planned, so everyone wants to put their best face forward so it's a race, uh, to the race to the finish what's your take on this because you know i've been mad busy the last couple of weeks but why do people only well not only but especially do it at christmas but you know in april they're not as keen uh, what's going well, I think on people there? have got big events to attend so new year's is obviously a big a big deal for people especially in australia um christmas parties everyone wants to look their best and i think that the end of the year just seems to signify it's some so, yeah it's some sort of change people like <laughs> new year's resolutions uh, people just were so busy during the year but i think that the end of year christmas and new year's is just like a pivotal moment in everyone's calendar where they want to work towards so yeah, i think absolutely. it makes sense people want to look good for the new year because if they get their treatments now by the time swelling and bruising or toxins kick in that's when they're sort of ready for photos and ready to absolutely. to go out and party so i think it's what uh resolutions do you have for this year <sighs> Well, I'm actually doing something different for New Year's this year. I actually got this idea from a friend of mine in the States. Um, rather than having a New Year's celebration, we're going to go to sleep early and get up the next day and watch the first sunrise of the new year. That's cool. Because I've seen the fireworks like a bajillion times. I mean, yeah. they're great. But I mean, if you've lived in Sydney your whole life, you're a bit spoiled. But I mean, I can't tell the you, difference you can from one year to the next. You can catch a glimpse of some of them. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, let's do something different. Let's let's um, go to bed early, escape the madness, and then get up. <laughs> okay. And then, and then get <laughs> up and watch, up the, watch the sunrise. So where are you going to go? Just do it here on the on the deck. We've got a, a not a not a too bad um, outlook there, so it'd be good to see. It's pretty amazing if you've probably never seen the studio, but yeah. it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, so it's a good a good vantage point to, to watch it come up. So nice. we'll try that new this year. What about you? Uh, we well, we're gonna have Christmas Day at ours, just um, the four of us, two yeah. babies and my beautiful wife. Yeah, and then we're gonna go to Port Douglas up mm. in um, North Sydney. If you don't know the geography of Sydney, where the little spike is at the top. Right. Are, um, you, are you flying or driving? Yeah, we're gonna fly. It's three hour flight. It's like oh. you know, it's should like do a, flying we should show. do like a one week road trip with two with two toddlers and no thanks. <laughs> I'll give them to Uncle David and we'll go on a holiday. <laughs> Can you imagine doing like a one-week trek? That would, I mean, that's what... We've before got, flights became expensive, that's what all our parents look, used to we've do. We've got I friends like, who do it and I, my hat's off to them, but I, yeah, our children are not like that. We used to do like the once-a-year pilgrimage up to the surface paradise up yeah. in Queensland. It, was, it, felt like, it felt like it, was, it took it a, like a month. It was like a 10, 12-hour drive. Yeah, right? but when you're a kid, time moves real slow. It felt like it was about two weeks and... <laughs> 
<laughs> and my dad used to like making record time, so he'd only stop for petrol. So that was your opportunity to go to the, <laughs> go to the right. bathroom because he was trying to make good Otherwise, time. Otherwise, you've got to wear a nappy the whole yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> but now flights are so affordable everyone flies everywhere i guess so yeah fair enough so, so yeah we'll catch some sun and can do nothing gonna sit in our beautiful villa and chill and then it's uh back to the grind i think i start again january the 7th is my first day back yeah in, at least in you get some time off yeah, yeah. You know, it's been stop. a mad 2019 partly because of our venture with this podcast it's been yeah. uh, pretty busy i feel like the older i get the faster life seems to go yeah. It's like toilet paper, you know. The, f- <laughs> the, the closer you get to the end, the faster it seems to run out. I don't know what I'm going to be like when I get to 80. I don't want to imagine what the hell you do in the toilet. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, how would you summarise your year? How- Madness. I mean, it's been with all the clinics and the podcast. And by the time you, I guess, take care of business, we've got like any sort of extracurricular activities or it be a hobby like me with my bonsai and the podcast and you with kids and all the stuff you've got going and all the things you're doing with Allegan. When you try and then balance like your health and your fitness and your nutrition and getting enough sleep and seeing all your friends and your family commitments and not, it's like, you don't have enough, like I need to create like another 10 hours in my day or yeah. another day in the week. Cause it just seems by the time you try and, and it doesn't take much to disturb that sort of that balance that you've got. So like if you're for you, like if your kids cause an issue or something blows up at work or a staff member calls in sick or has some issues, it can throw out your whole plan. And the week's not just a day. No, well, it has a domino effect. It flows on to the next day or what have you. So it just feels like struggling to maintain order and do everything that you need to do and not let anyone down and, see the people that you need to see. I don't know how people have all these friends. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think for our listeners, you're a bit of an unsung kind of hero. You do a lot of stuff that probably people don't fully appreciate. I've seen you manning the phone on your reception. I've seen you trying to address 200 emails a day, pay bills and uh, chase invoices and organize stock. And just, you know, owning a clinic's one thing, but yeah. doing all of that shit, Oh, All day, every day is another, and you own multiple clinics yeah. in two different cities. States, yeah. Plus trying to do the podcast. Plus, yeah. I think we should explore your bonsai more. Like, yeah. I don't think people really recognize, you know, how good you are and mm. what you actually do. Just tell us briefly. Oh, gosh. I mean, it depends on how far you want to go down the well or the into the rabbit's hole with bonsai because... I guess it's like injecting. You can do it superficially and, and do it relatively okay. But if you want to really excel, you have to like the difference between being good and, and exceptional at something yeah. is like, it's like the law of diminishing returns. It takes a lot more effort to get that little bit better. Mm. Um, but it's a struggle, I guess, with the weather. And we've got some drought stuff going on at the moment in Sydney with water restrictions and all the crazy fires we've had here. So I'm out there with a watering can and it takes like <laughs> twice as long now because you can't use your hose. And yeah, so... But yeah, I mean, it, there's so much to it because you've got the horticultural side of things and understanding what species you're working with and what soil it's in, how healthy the tree is, your individual microclimate. Then you've got the, the artistic side and it's trying to balance the art and the horticulture because you're trying to keep something alive. It's not like putting a painting on a canvas. It's a it's an inanimate object, whereas bonsai, it's, it's a living 
it's a living entity. So you're trying to impart artistic creativity and, and I guess a vision that you have in your mind, but making sure you don't kill the tree or, or put it in a position because the health of the tree has to come first. Yeah. So, but there's so, I mean, I could sit here and talk an hour <laughs> about different soil mediums and particle sizes and. It's a real geek, but yeah. there goes. <laughs> yes. So, How yeah. many bonsai are upstairs on the uh, veranda? Um, I think about 50, 50 or 55. And I've got about 15. I'm babysitting for various um, students that I've got while they're on on holidays while I'm still working so they drop if them you, off if uh, you <laughs> haven't seen this guys go to boutique underscore bonsai uh, I think it's on Instagram is it boutique bonsai let's just <laughs> double let's check that before we give out the wrong handle uh, he doesn't even know himself yeah it's uh, boutique bonsai yeah okay. one word boutique bonsai on Instagram yeah um, it's pretty incredible it's not my not your cup of thing tea. <laughs> but I, I don't understand it but I can look at it and go Wow, yeah, it takes a lot of effort for sure. Well, I've been amazing. doing it for 10 years and now I feel like I have got a fairly comfortable grasp of what I'm doing. But the, f the first 10 years, it's pretty... Doesn't sound it sounds like a long period of time, but when you start talking in like bonsai years, like I was talking to my one of my friends last night over dinner about... Um, how long it would take, how long it takes to develop a tree from this to this. And I said, well, if I knew what I knew now back then, I probably could have cut off a lot of time wasting, probably could have achieved it in two to three years. And he's like, what? Two to three years? That's still a very long time. I'm like, yeah, but it's taken me double that because I didn't know what I was doing for the first few years. So yeah. you, your perception of time changes as well. So, but it's good. I, I get to feel like I get to reconnect with nature. I don't have to talk to anyone. I can be artistic and it's sort of like almost like an involuntary your, meditation. Yeah, it's your meditation yeah. time, isn't it? You just switch off for a few hours and yeah. do the trees. Sometimes more. Sometimes I'll, I'll tell my... <laughs> I'll go downstairs for what I think is going to be an hour and then I'll come up at like seven hours later because I've just... With a beard. Got <laughs> a beard, <laughs> smelling, haven't showered. <laughs> so let's summarize the year of the podcast because oh. obviously it'll, in, a, in a month it will be a year that we launched, I think. That's mental. What are we, 40 episodes now? So 40 episodes. It's been... Um, it's a labor of love. I mean, you know, I think we've mentioned it a few times, but this is a completely for now non-profit mm. entity. Yep. We've, you know, taken a lot of time at work to plan and research and obviously record and, and chase then guests, publish, sound edit, yeah. do the social media. Mm. It's a lot of work into it. But um, what, what have you learnt <laughs> about, oh. about podcasting? Well, we knew nothing. I mean, I'd listened to a lot of podcasts before. Yeah. Um, these guys like Joe Rogan and, you know, the people, I guess the high profile podcast, but they make it seem really easy, mm. but don't take, forget they've probably got a team behind them. Yeah, they do. They but, just um, talk and then say, thanks very much guys. Yeah. It's, I guess it's a paradigm shift, isn't it really? Because we're so used to having really structured formal critiqued conversations. Whereas this, this format's very free and easy. It's even interesting watching your perspective on things change because even though you're much more of a planner than I am, mm. it's been interesting watching your transition going from we have to <laughs> write down every single possible question in essay format, g g starting to trust the process a bit more and understand that um, it's good to have, like we've even got like discussion points that we're going to talk about today, but just allowing the conversation to naturally evolve. Yeah. I mean, the it's not the danger. Our talk, obviously, amongst ourselves is banter. It's easy. But when you get a guest on who you've never met, you're always worried that you're going to have a bit of a wooden moment yeah. or they don't open up. Or So it's nice to have, you know, 20 bullet points that you mm. can just go, okay, that's fair enough. We'll yeah. just move on. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, 
I think it will be hard to to get that sort of planner out of me completely. That's good. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully, I'm going to steer you in a way that you're also slightly yes. more planner. We'll meet in the middle <laughs> We're somewhere. Getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. But yeah, forty guests. I mean, forty episodes is is um, yeah. It's gone I quick. I, it's gone I quick. don't think we would anticipate that we would have got to forty. No. Uh, so quickly. Well, I think it's become a little bit easier as we've gone along because initially when we first started, we like didn't know what equipment to buy, what questions we're going to ask, where mm. we're going to do it, who we're actually going to get on. It's like, hey, come and be a guest on our podcast. We don't have any guests or anything to show you yet, but trust <laughs> yeah. us, it's going to be really good. <laughs> come and give us two hours of your time. Yeah. So I guess we've been really lucky that, you know, we've both got um, a lot of friends and acquaintances within the industry that are willing to sort of c go out on a limb before we had a finished product to show them. And I, I think from that, it's become easier because once you've got something that's running There's and some established. some momentum and people yeah. can listen to it and say, that's okay, I'm happy to put my name forward. Yeah, exactly. So um, definitely become easier as, as we've sort of fallen into the process and into a bit more of a routine. Yeah. So tell us some stats about oh, the podcast. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'll bring up. I've got the... I've got the app open here. I need some sort of... Uh, While you're opening it up. So yeah. I think we've realized about 90%, if not more, of people listen on iTunes. Yeah. That's, I guess, understandable. Most people have got an iPhone, but there are many countries where Samsung's the king. So yeah. it's interesting. Well, um, I mean, all time, like on iTunes, we've already just clicked, uh, just clicked over 20,000 downloads. Unique downloads. Unique downloads. Now, I don't really understand what that means in terms of listeners because not everyone downloads a podcast. Some people stream them. Then we've got Spotify and um, what are some of the other ones? You've got like Bonsai, not Bonsai, gosh. SoundCloud. Um, SoundCloud. There's, a, there's like, Podbean. Pod, there's Podbean, Podhub, yeah. There's yeah. multiple others. But if you if you drill into the stats on our yeah, um, I'm having a look podcast now. app, at least 90% are iTunes and about another 8% are Spotify. Yeah. So the rest are like yeah. minor. But I'd love to, uh, you know, if you're a listener and you don't listen to any of those forums then or, or those apps, let us know. And yeah. we'll just be curious to know kind of how it all works. Well, it's been, um, it's been really, really interesting to sit and look at all the countries that are engaging. I mean, I'm looking at a bit, of a, a bit of a map at the moment. And obviously Australia is the biggest because that's where we're from and that's where most of our listeners are. But... The next like is America's USA. Become, sorry? The next is USA. Yeah, the next is USA. Now, where do you actually see that in terms so if you of the click country? on America. Oh, okay. Sorry, we're doing this live, yeah. guys. Uh, no, it's Africa. Hold on, one continent. Let's, get, let's have a look. <laughs> God. Did you do geography at school? Yeah, 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 yeah. United States. Here we go. So, all right, there we go. So, country breakdown. So, where are the biggest listeners? So, I think that predictably Los Angeles is the biggest. Yeah seems to be um, the cosmetic capital of, of America, followed by New York. Interesting. Um, and then Miami, which is also kind of predictable. Yeah. Um, San Francisco is up there too. Um, Houston, Phoenix, Yakima. I don't even know where that is. I've never heard of Yakima. If you're listening to Yakima, send us a message and tell us all about it. Send yeah. us a selfie. Um, tell Dallas, us what's going on. Dallas and Texas, yeah. Tampa. Uh, and Fargo. Fargo? What's a, what's a show That's called a Fargo? Show. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it's a place too. There you go. That's cool. Yeah. And so then following the States, it's the United Kingdom where, where my homeland is. Yeah, so all your family listening. <laughs> I don't know about that, actually. I don't think people like my sister listen, but um, I know my dad does. Yeah. My mum still asks because I'm doing my blog. <laughs> <laughs> Close, enough. Close, enough, Close enough. Close enough, mum. Close enough. The UK. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, I keep forgetting how small the like 
England it's is. It's tiny. It's like a thumb. It's like a thumbnail. Yeah. It's amazing that that country once colonized and controlled but almost the entire the population of Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you think about what the British Empire did and how much of the world they controlled and influenced. Uh, it's it's such a small country. It's pretty amazing. I still I was talking to my mum. My mum visited recently, and I cannot understand how it would be cost effective to send all of your criminals to Australia on a boat. I think we got the better deal, to be honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see people going to England for a short time, like Australians going over there because it's close to Europe and to earn the pound, but you <laughs> yeah. don't see many people immigrating to England versus people English people immigrating to Australia. No. So no. I think... I Australians think go there for about two or three years, realise it's Yeah, they come crap. back pale and depressed and angry. And fat. <laughs> and come back. And alcoholics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good summary. Pretty yeah. Good summary. So what's happening for 2000, I was going to say 2019, what's happening for 2020? Because we've been having some discussions around where we want to take the podcast. and Yeah. Um, so, well, I guess the first thing that we want to maybe change up is the day that we release the podcast. Uh, on the back of your screw up on the drop yeah, on the so Wednesday. Yeah, so if you didn't realise, uh, episode 39, Dr. Arn talking about surgical options for the female genitalia. Um my job with the podcast is to obviously record and then I go away once uh, our sound engineer and David have sort of played around with the files and actually sort of put it onto iTunes, etc. And normally I plan it uh, for midnight on a Friday, so I don't have to think about it. It's just done, ready to go. But Mr. Sausage Fingers pressed Tuesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you're going to blame it on a toddler or something. No, oh, no, no it wasn't it's me. all my fault. Um, so, yeah, so that came out on a Tuesday. And actually, unbelievably, when we looked at the stats, yep. it was by far our most downloaded episode on a single day. Yeah. I thought the app was broken because the spike just went, Ching! and I was like, that's unusual. What's going on here? Because I don't yeah. think I'd realized that it had come out on the wrong day. And I was like, what's, what's going What's so peculiar about Wednesday? Yeah. It was such an outlier that it made us think, is it easier for you guys to listen, you know, in your car midweek when, you know, you've got your routine going versus a Friday where you're thinking about the weekend mm. or, you know, other stuff is going on. So I don't know if you guys want to let us know if mm. you can drop us a message on inside underscore aesthetics on Instagram or just tell us what day works for you. Yeah. Um, we'll also put a poll out on a story um, just to see, you know, what the majority of you guys think. But I think it might make sense to drop it midweek or something like that rather than a Friday. Yeah. So we're going to play around with the day of the week. Uh, we're still going to stick to our one a week. So whenever that may be, we'll, we'll keep pumping them out for you guys. Yeah. Um, what have we got lined up for next year, David? <sighs> Tell Gosh. us. Okay. Give me some topics well, I know that some are going things to make that me excited. I, wanted, I am really excited about discussing. Um, let me just bring up the list here. So plans for 220. So we spoke about the change of the day. We're actually um, talking to a lot of international guests at the moment, particularly from from the US, yeah. because we've got a, our second biggest listenership is, is over there. So we're in talks with a couple of high-profile personalities and, and surgeons over there that we'd and we're just exploring how we're going to bring it to you guys without compromising on the sound quality because obviously it's not convenient for people to hop on a plane <laughs> and do a 14-hour flight to sydney just it's to not do a two-hour podcast by the way. Yeah. sorry sorry say that again it's not in our ia budget to fly <laughs> people over to <laughs> not sydney at the moment so we're trying to work out and we're working with our sound engineer on how to bring international guests via some sort of teleconference. So I think we're looking at Zoom at the moment, which yeah. might be the best, but we've got to do a few test runs to make sure um, that it actually sounds good and the mechanics of, I guess, communicating through from a like, phone. Yeah, yeah, that it's going to work and the sound quality is going to be there. So that'll be great if we can do that because that'll just give us access to 
to so many more people. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're limited so far to who's visiting Sydney or who lives in Sydney, yeah. which is great. There's loads of people. We've had <clears throat> incredible guests on, but I think if we can take it to the next step, it will be international guests yeah. to talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, also when these international guests come over, sometimes they've already got their agenda already mapped out and it's oh. so, or they get here and they've got the best intentions of coming on, but then jet lag or they get another commitment that comes up while they're here. So it's not always no. that easy even if they're in the country. So so topics that we want to cover. So I'm really, really, really excited about getting a, um, a stem cell expert on. Yeah. Because I'm, in my non-medical opinion, I believe that's probably the future of where things will, will <laughs> end up in uh, sort of on a cellular level. Yeah. Um, so stopping aging at a cellular level. Or repairing. Repairing. Well. And it probably won't replace, say, cosmetic injectables or surgery, but it will be an adjunct or it will slow it down or, or, or something. Yeah. Um, but just trying to find the right person to come on and have a bit of a chat about that. Um, and also uh, AI. I think you had a, a, a chat. You were at a conference later this year or at some stage later this year um, with a particular international guest. So we won't mention it at the moment because we might not be able to get them on. But um, <laughs> they were talking um, a lot about how AI could potentially help us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm still trying to get my head around how it would work um, in the, say, injectable world. But the big data kind of thing yeah. is going to completely revolutionize everything, but including health and medicine, yeah. for sure. I mean, we even had Harry Arampasis, who was on yeah. uh, from Universkin, talking about, you know, skin and the Universkin product, but they are very close, I think, 2020 to launching their own um, sort of skin diagnostic test. So you yeah. can have your phone in front of you. It will somehow interrogate what you need for your skin yeah. and produce a concoction that's pretty cool. Yeah. So th this is real. This isn't like, you know, 10 years down the line, it's happening. I can imagine a, a situation where your patient will come in, say for injectables, and you'll take a photo of their face and it'll run through some sort of AI and it'll show you, you'll be able to like see what happens if you put two mils of filler here or if you put it like, you'll be able to actually show a patient with like relative accuracy. Like face tune, but... Yeah, really. but like at a really high level. Yeah. Um, and then patients can actually visualize. So when you actually sit in there having a conversation with a patient around um, like a full face analysis and what you think would be ideal for their aesthetic rather than trying to imagine or you trying to convey... Um, your message or, or an image, they can actually sit there and go, oh, that's what it's going to look like. So if I spend this much and have this product, this is the result. Cool, yeah. sign me up. Because you sort of, there's a lot of trust at the moment or sometimes there's, I guess it'd be breakdown communication with your, sorry. And guesswork. Yeah. And also you might be having completely different, um, I guess, expectations of what a good result is. Yeah. Between you and the patient. So you, at least that you can visually agree on, on an endpoint and what, and I think it would make everyone's life a lot easier. You know, we've had surgeons on, I remember Dr. Shahidi saying yeah. that whilst he's got a software or a camera that can give you an idea of what your nose is going to look like, the reality is it's pretty inaccurate. Yeah. And so you set yourself up for failure yeah, exactly. if you say this is pretty much what it's going to be like and it's not. Yep. So it's got to be, you know, within a few degrees of accuracy. It can't, yep. it can't just be 10 degrees out and it's just too much. Yeah. Well, I think um, AI is going to not just 
be a big part of the cosmetic side of things, but probably just general medicine as well. Like people going to GPs offices for, you'll probably walk into a booth, you'll give a blood test, a urine sample, it'll do some sort of scan on you and it'll go, you have this, you need this medication. Well, at some point it'll probably escalate it to a doctor. Yeah. Um, well, personalized medicine yeah. is what we're talking about. So yeah. I think we'll have to get someone on who, who has an idea about that and epigenetics and yeah. all that kind of Maybe sexy like a stuff. functional GP as well that's sort of really... Um, I guess, up to speed with nutrition and some of, the, I guess, more of the, the treatments that are, I guess, not as mainstream or, or sort of new. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, what else have we got on our list? Oh, cannabis and medical marijuana. That could be an interesting one. Yeah. I think I just got introduced to someone um, a couple of days ago who we need to have a discussion with to sort of, I guess, work out what the podcast would actually entail. Was well, this your a- dealer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Professor dealer. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, because it's becoming like it's become legal now in Canberra. Yes. I know it's legal in most parts of the states now. I think that a lot of people are starting to see the benefits. Yeah. Uh, joking aside, used, yeah. There, is, there is real medical um, use for these things for pain management, chronic yeah. illness. Um, I think you told me that there was, they've been trialing it for people with PTSD. I've heard that as well. Yeah. So it's pretty I don't know if they're doing it here. I think they're doing it in the states because they're a bit more ahead yeah. over there. But yeah, I think they're they're finding that it's um, when it's used the right way under the right supervision, yeah. that it has a lot of benefits. I've got some injectable clients who are on um, CBD oil, yeah, and you know, for a good one is back pain, chronic injuries, and you know, just wandering around with either stuffed up with morphine, yeah, which they can't survive on because yeah. it makes them sleepy and completely irrational, yeah, or CBD oil. So it's a thing. So I think we should get an expert on to talk yeah. about that for sure. Absolutely. Um, we have tried for a long, 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 long time to get Dr. Stephen Liu on. Yeah. To, <laughs> no pressure. Um, I don't know, he's just so busy. It's uh, incredible. And, you know, he recently just did his own conference. So it's pretty amazing. But um, I think we'll try and pin down Stephen this year and we're going to probably go into the future of mm. aesthetics. Yeah. So not quite stem cells and stuff, but maybe real uh, sort of go down the rabbit hole of what's next in injectables. Yeah. What's next in body contouring? Well, speaking of which, I mean, there's a couple of new products that we know about that are coming out next year. We can't go into too much detail now, but there's some pretty exciting stuff. That there's gonna... at least two main fillers that I can yeah. think of that are going to be dropped into Australia yeah. next year. And which... I guess they're game changers, really, in a certain extent. They're not so much uh, like, I guess they're like a number of sort of uh, evolutionary steps forward in terms of what you're going to be able to achieve non-surgically. Yeah. I mean, one will be specifically for the lower face, so yep. chin, jawline, yep. getting that really clean cut look, which, yeah. you know, right now we can do, but the products aren't really suitable. They're a bit too soft yeah, right. or not long lasting. Um, so you might get a great effect for a couple of weeks and then it just drops off and it's not exactly how we want it. So Not as sharp. Yeah, exactly. So that filler, which we're not allowed to mention names, but will be coming soon. And there's another type of filler that uh, is huge in the UK. Again, can't mention its name, but it's more for skin uh, quality and hydration like and yeah. hydration. Yeah. So it's kind of a new type of filler because it's sort of a, a non-cross-linked and is injected in an interesting way. So when when that eventually comes out, we'll do a podcast on that. We'll be describing it as an intelligent filler. It knows where to go. You deposit well, it. Well, yeah. You, and it you sort drop of some knows. boluses into the skin, then, and it finds its way. So it's, it's kind, it's cool. kind of a, a, like amazing and scary at the same time. <laughs> it's sort of like... Just like <laughs> it's a just par- a liquid, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just crawling under your skin, finding out where it needs to go. 
Yeah. Um, we are going to get a thread lift expert yeah. on. We, we've sort of touched on threads a few times. And to be honest, I'm personally still sat on the fence as to where they sit um, in, you know, a, a non-surgical physician's armory. But there's definitely something there. You know, yeah. there's so many different types. They're, they're growing in, the, in, in where they're used. They can even use them on the body sometimes. Yeah. So I think we'll get a thread expert on um, yeah. to come and talk to us about where we are and, you know, have we reached a tipping point where, you know, someone like me should train or mm. are they still kind of for very specific indications? Well, I think that um, the whole facelift or body lift proposition for most people, um, I guess, in terms of the procedure itself and the recovery and then the financial side of things, I guess it's not for everyone. So, mm. and I think that people are becoming more and more aware of preventative cosmetic intervention and yeah. perhaps threads are there now or they're going to be there in the future are going to be that, be recognized as what you can do to prevent maybe having to have a more drastic procedure later on. I could, yeah. I could be wrong. Well, um, it's a little bit like fillers 10 years ago. They're yeah. pretty basic. There was, I think, only one brand and, and only one type of filler within that brand. Now we've got multiple different technologies different companies and they've got so much better so you know it's just going to be an evolution where maybe five years ago they were pretty basic and maybe they've got better i don't know yeah we'll so find out definitely need to have a chat about that um in terms of um legal side of things yes that's something that we wanted to explore we're talking to a lawyer um, in front of the big insurance companies um who's scheduled to come on next year because we thought it's a, it's an interesting topic it's out there um in terms of if you're a, a medical practitioner out there whether you're a doctor or a nurse or what have you or a client or a client um when something goes wrong what do you do um obviously we want to try and avoid like going to court and litigation as much as we can. So mm. I guess assisting practitioners with their consent process and how they can maybe do it better, what to do in a situation where something has gone wrong or the patient's not happy with the outcome. How do you manage that? Because I guess a lot of the time we all a... understand that things can go wrong, but it's how you manage that. What's your relationship like with your patient? Yes. Um, how do you work on getting it better? Because generally speaking, I mean, I'm, and you can probably speak to this better than I can, generally the person that did the treatment is probably best place to fix the problem if there is one in in a lot of situations not always yeah i mean you know thank god it hasn't happened to me yet but yeah. it, it, often listening to people who've been in that situation it's always a communication issue mm -hmm. or a poor consult where you know the client was expecting one thing and something else was yeah. delivered it's not necessarily that something went wrong yeah um, so yeah, we'll definitely go into that, but also I guess it's topical because in Australia, you know, we've been talking for at least two years about regulation yeah. and, you know, uh, prescribing and Skype consults and all these things. So we're led to believe that maybe we'll get some sort of announcement next year. We yeah. don't know when, or if it's actually true, but we'll just try and wrap up some of that and summarize it for you guys. Yeah. We've, we've heard some rumors things might be changing, but it's never... You don't know until it's actually done. It's all speculation up until this point. But exactly. I mean, as medical practitioners or medical professionals, no one's training you guys on dealing with this sort of stuff. You're learning how to do a treatment and how to be medically safe. But in terms of dealing yeah. with more, I guess, I guess the legal will be more of the business side of things. Like you don't. Like well, you know, you're trying to apply what you learned at medical school in terms of, you know, luckily my medical medical school, we did learn how to communicate to some extent. We yeah. did like formal communication lessons, but you know taking on from there where what happens when someone's not happy or just angry, that's not something that's easily trained. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that many people don't get formally trained. Yeah. It's a difficult thing too, because someone's unhappy with your work and that's your art. 
And it's hard not to take that personally, especially when you think you've got a good result and they think that they didn't. That can be tricky. Absolutely. And, you know, and all of this is elective. Someone's not ill coming to you. I mean, you know, we now talk about um, what changes to our face and facial aging as symptoms of a, you know, inverted commas disease. But you're well, you know, you're not unwell. So when something goes wrong and you're not unwell, you're doubly pissed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, you know, it's not like being in hospital and you get a scar because you had an operation. You sort of accept that. Yeah. It's not so, life or death. No, exactly. You're doing it to make yourself look and feel better. Um, another thing that we're going to try and speak to our legal expert on is advertising. Yeah. That's such a huge thing with the whole rise of Instagram, social media, Facebook, etc. That, you know, there are, in Australia anyway, there are particular guidelines that we're have to follow and they're pretty explicit if you go to the um tga website website and opera website it's very clear what you should and shouldn't do some of it is a little bit gray and i think that's where a lot of people sort of fall down and get reported but i mean there's a lot of people just not complying by the law yeah you can just go to some of it's willful and some of it's ignorant i think and i think the people that lose out the most with the laws currently the way they are is probably the consumer yes because they don't have the ability to get clear, concise information, especially when it comes to things like dermal fillers. Yeah. What exactly is it that you're offering? What is it that you injected in that particular patient that you're displaying on Instagram? Yes. So people can't compare like for like, but it is can become a slippery slope if you just open the floodgates because then you start to get a lot of inappropriate advertising and people, you know, doing questionable things. So it's not, I don't think it's an easy solution. Yeah, I mean, but ultimately, I think if you're a paying client, you yeah. really should know what's going in your face Yeah, as, as a basic. Absolutely. Uh, and from then on, we can discuss that. Um, what else? Uh, we're going to try and source a really good cosmetic dentist. Yeah. That's a, a huge industry that, you know, I think even I'm a bit naive to exactly what is offered. So we're talking about, say, veneers, um, prosthetic teeth or crown, not crowns, vene- uh, veneers. Invisalign. Uh, implant, uh, dental implants, Invisalign, all those sorts of things. And because even jaw advancement yeah. or, or retrieval. That would be like a, what, like a MaxFax surgeon probably? Uh, for that surgeon? stuff, yeah, yeah, for like jaw stuff and, and moving, you know, the whole face around, that's MaxFax. But if yeah. it's just teeth, a general cosmetic dentist yeah. would be involved with that. So we'll try and find someone to, to go into that. I think that's a huge topic we'll probably do several topics yeah several episodes um lasers we need to talk about we've covered a little bit with people like cassandra cassandra smith from from lca um but more from i guess a technical standpoint and some of the lasers that are i guess more invasive or ablative lasers so things that are doing resurfacing or removing moles or skin tags um anti-aging also it's the world of lasers is its whole other like realm of just complexity and (laughs) Yeah. yeah so we need some really switched on people to come and have some chats, not only from, I guess, a consumer perspective, but also from a practitioner perspective and the, the technical understanding of how things work yeah. and what's coming because it seems to be moving pretty quick as well. Yeah. And, and you know, and this is the thing, if you're, if you're a clinic owner or, or a, you know, a practitioner, these things cost 200 grand, some yeah. of them or more. So you really want to know what you're investing in and do your homework before yeah. you invest in that. Well, you, you might run into a situation where you buy a laser and, it might be outdated and superseded in six months. Yeah. So I think people are starting to lease equipment or working out deals where they can lease them. And then they've got an arrangement where when new technology comes out, they can upgrade, but there's still a big investment. I mean, 200,000, I mean, that's like how many people have $200,000 cars. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're buying the right piece of equipment and it's suitable for your practice and and your patients. Absolutely. And that'll probably tie in with a dermatologist at some point, a cosmetic dermatologist. And they seem to be the people 
typically tend to, I guess, use lasers the most. We have someone comes, in mind. Yes. But uh, we just need to speak to him. <laughs> See if he can come down to Sydney. <laughs> um, what else? We've got the founders of Laser Clinics Australia. Yeah. Bob Akmoyne and Alistair Champion. Yeah. Double. That's such a amazing story we, we've actually recorded this one already we're just sort of figuring out a few things in the background but um, yeah. yeah tell us tell us a bit about that one well just uh, having to discuss in the success story of LCA in terms of how it started is just a, almost like a little family business and LCA are for people who don't know uh, Laser Clinics Australia and what do they do they uh, well as far as I'm aware now they are the largest provider of cosmetic treatments in the world when you look, them, look at them as a collective so they're obviously got God, I don't know the number now. It's like 140, 150 clinics, maybe something like that. Just They're in, in the UK, New Zealand. Right. Um, so it's expanding. So when you think about, I mean, I've been involved in the company for 10 years, maybe something like that. Yeah. Watching it go from being like a four clinic little situation to like this, this like gigantic beast of, a, of an organization where I didn't even know. I meet people all the time that I've never met before who have been in the organization for years because it's just so it's so so big now. Yeah. Um, so we had a really interesting chat with those guys about how it all started and where they were before and what they think the secret to the success of the business was. And yeah, and how an they interesting chat. The pretty much uh, turned the industry in its head. Yeah. And and rebooted it, I guess. Yeah. So that was that was a really interesting discussion. Discussion. Um, uh, Maddie Samai from the Real Housewives of Sydney, Sydney. is yes. coming on. She's been, a, uh, I guess, she's one of the almost. I would call her maybe one of the pioneers in Australia. She's been probably one of she's probably one of the most original cosmetic nurses. I think. So a lot of people probably wouldn't realise having just said Real Housewife of yeah. Sydney that she's also a cosmetic injector yeah. and nurse. So multi-talented. Yeah, she's been, she's got a lot of, I'm sure she's going to have a lot of interesting insights and experiences to share. And I'm sure there'll be some some funny moments because she, she's, <laughs> she's entertaining. A yeah, she's a character for sure. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I need a couple of weeks rest. So I'm glad we were actually going to do it this side of the year, but we've moved it to January. And it might actually be better once we're rested and able to give it our all. I was going to say, maybe that'll be our first podcast where we have gin and tonics and <laughs> and refreshments <Yeah. laughs> just to get her really oh, opened up i'm sure it's going to be very entertaining um we're also going to try and find a sleep expert yeah how yep. cool would that be to yeah to discuss that whole weird world of sleep yeah well that's something that's not i mean i was probably a bit more i guess attuned to this and i'm not sure like what your thoughts were but understanding how all the different aspects of health come together hmm. um to help us look and feel better and, and age more gracefully um and sleep's a big component of that um just in terms of getting enough the different types of sleep um how it can affect your ability to exercise deal with stress repair from damage from I guess stress and you know big nights out or whatever. How 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 important it is. So I can tell can, you after my son yeah. is seven months old today, how lack of sleep can really screw you. Yeah, up. absolutely. Like it it really is you know torture. And thank God my yeah amazing wife has done the brunt of it. But it's it's very disruptive. So yeah, to learn how to get good sleep would be a game changer. Yeah, I, I things think. like, you know, our relationship with mobile devices, even having routers on when you go to sleep. Yeah, all those sorts of things. And I don't know if any, I mean, I, when I heard this statistic or this uh, from, when I heard this fact that anything less than, I think it was like seven or eight hours is considered low level brain damage, which yeah. is cumulative. Yeah, that's So me. how it can sort of lead to- Early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah, 
and all those genuinely sorts. i think my memory is not as good as it used to be and maybe it's just the lack of sleep who knows maybe you've just got so much going on in your head and you're just yes. dropping information that's not yes. relevant that's yes. my excuse that i've got too much going I've on i've reached 99.9 i need to delete yeah. stuff <laughs> you need to cache it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what else have we got lined up um oh. we're gonna get uh, a couple of anesthetists on yeah to talk about well, we'll probably split into two episodes. We'll talk about sort of, you know, anesthesia and general anesthesia and I guess pain management. And then we'll maybe discuss uh, some of the things, maybe a bit more injectable specific, but emergencies that might happen and how to go about, uh, well, dealing with that. Yeah. I think that's hugely under addressed within our industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go around to a clinic and yes there's an adrenaline pen but do you know how to use it do you know when it's appropriate should you use it again so yeah a lot of these things i think we'll we'll go into and hopefully that helps some of you injectors out there who may be a little bit unconfident or just never been trained yeah and even for things like beauty therapists that are using like numbing agents for skin needling and all these sorts of things so it just doesn't have to just be for doctors and nurses even for like beauty therapists that are doing those treatments those those treatments that are not so comfortable yeah. and what they can do to make treatments more tolerable for patients so it's an area that I think would be very interesting. And then, we, as you said, we'll have the, the surgical discussion as well in terms yeah. of what's going on. Why do you need to fast before you have an anesthetic? You know, how long does it take for those drugs to in, like exit your system? What's what being you can, put in Yeah, you. what you can do to make your pre- and post-surgery to improve how quickly you recover and, yeah. and sort of make, do things to minimise complications. Absolutely. Absolutely. And obviously we'll get some of our regulars back. So Fiona will be back to keep, give us updates, new, uh, updates in nutrition. I think Drew's going to come back at some point to, yeah. to sort of talk to us about what's new in like, the advertising online, online advertising and marketing or digital marketing world. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've only just touched the surface with him a little bit too. Some of this stuff, you know, it might change monthly, but you know, maybe get a six monthly update, something like that. Yeah. Cool. But we're always looking, yeah. Well, we're always looking for new, for new guests and, you know, if anyone listening to this thinks they would be an appropriate person to come on and have a chat with us or they know someone that might be like, please like reach out because we want to build this community of people where we are engaging with people that you want to listen to. And if you, you know, listen to suggestions and yeah, just help grow it and make sure that we're appeasing everyone that's listening and trying to give everyone the content that they want. Well, I think what we're saying is we're still really want to understand who you guys the listeners are i mean we've got some ideas of you know where you are in the world and what time you're listening but that's pretty much as far as it goes so until we know who you are we don't know exactly how to tailor our content yeah. i mean it seems to be going well we yeah. we've we've grown uh pretty much every month yeah uh we were published in sparring clinic yeah. magazine so that was great so thank you guys for, for taking the time to you know speak to us yeah but um you know we want to grow further um and you know if we are going to take it probably to the next level still we are looking for a sponsor yeah or potentially multiple sponsors we haven't quite worked out how we want to do that and also we you know we want to sit with the right partner yeah we don't just want to take you know any old yeah sponsor i think it has to sit with our ethic and ethos yeah and just to reiterate as well um having sponsors is never going to compromise who we have on what topics we discuss or don't discuss it's going to be very much finding as you said the right person that's in line with what it is that we want to do yeah so if um you know whether you're a clinic in sydney or further abroad and you'd like to get some exposure by you know giving uh your product or or brand um 
you know some exposure to our listeners then we're very happy to yeah have a conversation and well a it, chat. it works because a lot of the guests that we've had on the feedback we've had from them in terms of the amount of people that have reached out after listening to the podcast even in its infancy in the first 12 months has been pretty mind-blowing so yeah so oh uh, yeah it's a it's amazing how particularly our surgeons yeah uh i think the people who have listened who maybe have been sat on the fence about say a, a breast augmentation or a, or a nose job having an hour's effectively a free consultation with the surgeon to listen to the nuances of pre and post care and what to expect and what the things that can go wrong it's pretty much a free consultation yeah and so i think a lot of people have been inspired to say do you know what he sounds nice yeah I'm going to book in and they have, they, yeah. they, they've gone for consultations and some have proceeded to operations just from listening. So I think yeah. that's amazing. Well, it also gives people an opportunity to listen back as well, because when you're in the consult, you're nervous, the doctor's in front of you, you're, you know, it's an overwhelming experience. You're about to talk about your deepest, darkest insecurity or something that's bothering you. There's mm. a lot on your mind. So sometimes people walk out of consults and like, oh, I can't even remember what was said. Oh, I forgot to ask that question or what have you. So even if it's just a, a precursor to actually going in for a consult or listening multiple times, because it's not always possible to pick up every nuance or every fact during that consultation when you're in front of that person. So it just, I think, helps people become better informed and find the right fit because not every surgeon or healthcare provider is going to be the right person for, for everyone. Yeah. You know, you might have, you know, multiple people who are capable of delivering the same result physically or aesthetically, but they might not be the person that resonates with the patient from a personality perspective or giving them that comfort and confidence that they're the person who understands what they need. 100%. So... You're going to get us some IA t-shirts as well. So we're matching. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to try and up our game for... Well, look, we spoke about doing a YouTube channel and yeah. I apologize that we sort of dangled it and then we sort of took it away. There's, we've capturing all the content. It's still all there. We just haven't put it up, put it up yet. There's been one or two episodes where we deliberately didn't record for, um, for our guest request, which is fair enough. But, uh, yeah, in some way we're going to utilize YouTube next year. Yeah. So we're going to have to look the part. So we're going to get some IA merch, some sexy t-shirts. Coffee mugs and t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a t-shirt, send us a, send us a message. Yeah. <laughs> We Absolutely. have to include post and packaging. Yeah. But keep reaching out to us. I love seeing people that comment and tag us in um, various posts that they put up. I get a real kick out of just seeing someone. It blows my mind still that someone enjoys listening to my voice or listening to our <laughs> guest voice. Well, I guess they're cheating yeah. to listen to the guest voice, but it's still it's still very humbling to have someone enjoy something that you deliver. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly when there's, you know, when we're not sort of making a buck out of this, to yeah. be honest. So. Yeah. Um, it's a labor of love. Yeah. So, if, you know, just again, just to hammer home, talk to us, reach out to us. Probably the easiest way is Instagram. Yeah. So inside underscore aesthetics. Just drop us a message, anything. Just tell us where you are, who you are, what your job is, uh, why you're listening, uh, what you want to listen to, what guests would rock your boat, anything. Yeah. Um, the more we learn about you guys, the more we can tailor our content. Absolutely. Great. Well, hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas. and Don't eat too much. Yeah. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. <laughs> it's that time. And if you can't get away with it this, at this time of year, you never can, right? Absolutely. Um, so we'll see you guys in 2020. Yep. Remember and, uh, double, double demerits in Sydney. Be careful on the road driving during this period. Be I don't safe. Think people know what that is. I didn't until I moved here. Well, basically, driving if, you, points, if, you do something, yeah, if you do something naughty on the road and get caught for it, they can take double your points. Um, watch out for the mobile phone cameras now. Yeah. They're scary. I don't even know how they work. They're, no. they're based on AI. I was reading. <laughs> So uh, there you go. Don't use your phone and drive, everyone. Yep. yep. So have a safe Christmas. 
Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy your time off. We'll see you guys in the new year. Yeah. See you soon. Take care.